Thanks for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of, stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code the Catch 5 off and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. Matt, what's up? Hello. What's wrong with you? I don't know, dude. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> you look like you had a stroke. Dude, I woke Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, oh, Jesus. No, dude, I woke up this morning and like, you know, when you get like a sinus headache for everyone watching, I'm showing my face. Uh, you get like a headache like right here and down in your nose and your teeth hurt. Or if you get like a stress headache, it's like in the sides of your head. Dude, I had a head pain that was like right here. In this general area. And I was like, dude, I'm having like an aneurysm. Brain tumor. I was like, I'm having an aneurysm or I've got a tumor or something. <laughs> like I woke up and I was like, dude, I'm just going to just swan dive off the roof just to get it over with now. It hurts so bad. And then like I was sitting there rubbing it and like 10 minutes later it went away. And I was like, maybe I just rubbed it into existence or out of existence. So that's, you know, that's weird. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, so my GoFundMe for my research will start here soon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I, I've been, I think we're on a. If it does happen, we're going to take applications for next co-host of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, it's probably going to be Marshall. That's who it'll be. Uh, or Cam. But. Or Dave Erky. Or Erky. Erky wouldn't be bad. I'd be fine with Erky replacing hey, me, you know. Spe- speaking of, I, I listened to the podcast where he was on uh, Jigs and Bigs or Bigs and Jigs. Whatever. Bigs and Jigs. Yeah. Whatever it's called. They were talking about our intro, which I forgot to even say. Greetings, nerds and virgins. They mentioned that on their podcast, and they were oh, did they? Up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's awesome. I'm just, I'm just glad you know. Other than the six people out there listening to our show, someone else knew listened to it, so that's cool. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Also, I found out the Tanzania person that was that's Eli Apple. He listened <laughs> to one of our shows when he was down there in vacation. Or like helping his wife. She works with like something Africa worldwide or something. Um, and he was in Tanzania and he's like, I think that was me. And I was like, That that sucks. I really wish it wasn't you because that was cool. <laughs> That's but it's okay. It is what it is. Um uh for everyone out there, me and Brad have no idea if it's still happening with my audio, but for some reason it's being major poo-poo. So I apologize in advance, but it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's whatever. Um, let's see. So what else we got here? Um, I went fishing this weekend. Yeah, but I say you went fishing. I still, I went another week and I didn't get a fish and it's starting to make me want to commit war crimes. So yeah, but you got some good fish. I did. I, I was sitting here trying to think. So I went, I, yeah, I went Friday, Saturday, because I had Friday off because Thanksgiving. So I, I went out to a notorious winter hole that is well known by a bunch of people. And I mm-hmm. ended up catching some fish on the net rig, uh, two seventeens. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really cool. And those yeah. are good fish too. They were fat. They weren't just like long skinnies. They were full fed up fall fish. Yep. Oh. Very thick and healthy. And then Saturday, Saturday was rough. 
so like I, I got out there and uh well Friday I threw one of my Lucky Craft pointer jerk baits. I lost it. Very next day I hook into a fish, my line snaps, I lose that one. So both both Lucky Craft jerk baits I just bought completely lost them. It was like twenty dollars down the drain. I didn't even get to catch a fish with one. <laughs> <laughs> so that made me get my dark horse box out of my bag and pull out the righteous baits jerk bait that we got for November. Well, I ended up throwing that and within like 20 minutes I, I caught like a I forget how big he was. 17 and three quarter, I think. Yeah. I must say you I know when I saw the picture, he looked I thought it, I was calling 18, but I mean close enough. That thing had some shoulders. That it was fat. Football, my yeah. guy. Football yeah. all the way from bow to stern football. He's yeah. a big one. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I went one for four on jerk baits that day. I lost like three other fish on it. That's, it was rough, man. I ran into uh Dylan Rupp out on the river. We talked for a little bit. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I haven't got to go out like I so work's been crazy. So this last week. This last week was that was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, last week was Thanksgiving. So I had was it last week? Yeah, last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it already feels like it's been months. So I had to I worked Monday and then I had a three day, but every day I was off was family stuff. Minus one day. I built a Gundam. I like building Gundams. So I built the Gundam. I'll show everybody. I haven't shown anybody yet. And I've had, when I said that on the podcast, I had like eight people mess me like, you like Gundam? I like Gundam. <laughs> so I built Gundams. Uh, so I built that in a couple hours and then uh, did some family stuff with the wife. And then the other two days, family stuff. And then I had to work through the weekend. Sunday, Stacy ran her 5K. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to go out. And the week before that, I was in indiana for half the week and then up north in rossford for a day it's all over the place for work so i didn't get a fish mm. so this sunday fishing there fishing. you go yep just got gotta be uh before uh football starts oh yeah well i'm i'm to the point i, I know I don't. what happened to the browns dude they're our whole team's oh injured gosh their whole team is just like battered they're just they're just all well. So this is what happened to the Browns. When your offense isn't that great, which our offense is good, minus the one position that matters, quarterback. Uh, because Deshaun Watson, he's out. DTR, God bless his young heart, uh, reverted to his infancy stage after a hit on Sunday. Right when he started getting in a groove and playing well, mm-hmm. uh, his bell got clocked, and I'm pretty sure his tooth went through his lower lip or something. So holy crap! Yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, your defense could only be on the field so long before people start getting injured. Miles Garrett felt the pop in his shoulder. Uh, uh, Denzel Ward shoulder or shoulder injury didn't play. Uh, who else? Thornhill's another cornerback playing or safety playing with an injury. Newsom's playing with an injury. They're all hurt. Desarius Smith left in the second half. There's our other edge rusher who is insane left with an injury. So, Jeez. yeah, man, they're just all beat up, and this is like the team. I'm really excited for probably seeing Joe Flacco play again on Sunday because that's who's probably going to start. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. Which I'm cool with. I mean, I'm fine with that. Joe Flacco can control the game at the very least. But 
Kevin Stefanski pulled a Matt Canada and was stupid because we had, even without Chubb, and we have Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford, which Jerome Ford's coming in on his own. Yeah. Uh, we have like the fourth, third or fourth rushing offense in the league. And we ran in the first half seven times. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm so mad. I don't even want to talk about it. Steelers, finally. <laughs> hey, you, you get rid of Matt Canada. You put up 400 yards for the first time in 58 games. That's insane. I know. I, I was going to talk. I, I wasn't going to talk about it just because our guest here is a Bengals fan, but. Well, uh, hey, <laughs> our guest is in the same boat as me because all our good players are just dead. So, you know, it's fine. Uh, let, let's just bring him in here because, yeah. So this week we got Jason Myers, one of the Achigan small, small League Games bronze masters to the show. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Sorry about the uh, Bengals lost Sunday. Not oh, trying I to rub it in or anything. I was. I'm surprised you guys didn't score forty. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you saw how bad Pickett is at trying to throw touchdowns. Yeah, so. yeah. It was not. It was an ugly game. Yeah, it it really was. Like I remember watching it, and I was like, "Man, they have 400 yards." And what you guys score? 14 points. 16. 16 points. Oh, sorry. I'll give you your other two. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Like the Bengals. I know. Like I got a Bengals buddy at work, and we were talking. And I was like, "Hey, you know, Sunday's gonna be like." kind of rough for you. He's like, oh, yeah, Browning's not going to play well. And I was like, who knows? Maybe he's going to come in and play great. He didn't. But, you know, you had to have the the hope there. Uh, but, yeah, it was just an ugly game, like, all around. And I don't know because the Bing. I mean, your guys' defense is usually – I mean, it's usually okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, yeah, so let's get into this. Uh Let's start off uh, you letting everybody know who you are, where you're from, uh, how long you've been fishing the river, or whatever else you want to share. Uh, my name is Jason Myers. Uh, I'm originally from Middletown. I live in Monroe now. Um, I've been fishing the river hard probably since 2016. Uh, recently, well, this this was my first year in a kayak. Uh there was a couple stretches, one up by Brad, one down by me that I could run my bass boat on. But, I mean, there was not a lot of room to fish. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting the kayak really changed, you know, everything for river fishing. I mean, now I know I didn't, I really didn't know anything up till this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel like that's like op opened you up to a lot of different holes that you never knew existed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. a lot of places I fish where, uh, because I, I got the uh, the Newport on there too, so I'm able to go up, up upstream instead of floating down, which I prefer mm -hmm. to do that better. So I fish these lower pools, and by the time most of the guys are floating down, get to there, they're, they're done. They're just flying past them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say there's been days, I mean, I can attest to that when we've done like a float and I know there's pools like closer to the end, like maybe not all the way at the end, but close. And I'm, I'll look at Brad and like, if, especially if we've had a good day, it's like, let's just go. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Like we, or we'll stop and we'll like throw in there four times. If we don't get anything, we're like, oh yeah, it's probably just too late in the day. I'm getting hungry. Let's go. Yeah. And then we'll just go. <laughs> so it, it's like that on every float we do too. It's like, 
we spend so much time on like the first three miles and then the last mile it's like 8 p.m i'm like all right uh, let's just go i don't want to fish this every three mile float say every three hour float for me and brad turns into like 12 hours so (laughs) i'm not real good i'm not real good going through the ripples yet so that's that's one of the reasons i don't like floating downstream Mm -hmm. i've i haven't flipped it yet but i've twice twice i about have oh geez one was two weekends ago i about i about flipped it it's probably a little chilly too yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though i mean so I know both things have advantages like the kayak and then a boat, but which one do you prefer? Um, if I could fish, cause a lot of these places you can't, you can't get a boat into, you know, you got to drag your kayak in. I mean, I'd rather fish out my boat, of yeah. course, but I mean, you can't get them in there. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I mean, I I'll, I'll agree. So everyone knows I, me and Brad, nothing but kayaks. If somehow tomorrow morning we woke up and everywhere we put a kayak in, you can get a boat in. I would sell all my kayaks and get a boat. <laughs> Just to, yeah. like the same day, day of. I'd be like, hey, I've got three great kayaks for sale. I need a down payment for my new boat. <sighs> and that's exactly why I do not take my kayak out on the lakes very often. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Too much water and takes forever to get to spots. Even um, with a motor. I mean, like when yeah. we fish Dale Hollow, if we had a boat, we could fish everything we fish plus 40 other spots. Yeah. Yep. Just because you can run. I mean, there's so much dead water that we have to go through, and we just go through so much slower. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's how I look at it as a boat. And you're just more comfortable. I mean, kayaks, our, our kayaks are super comfy. Brad said it. I've said it. Your kayak's super comfortable. It's not a boat. It's just not. And being able to walk around and stretch and all that crap. Yes. Yeah. I mean. And control with your foot on a trolling motor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice effortless. Yeah. But uh, the reason we brought Jason onto the show is because he uses live scope on his kayak in the river and does pretty well with it. And I always thought that was interesting. And I thought live scoping in the winter time is probably one of the best times to do it. Wouldn't you say? Um. It has as advantages all through the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially right now when it's low, even when it's low in the summertime, because especially when you get up next to a current and you can shine that live scope on that current and you can actually see on the screen, you know, it'll be a little fuzzy where the water is going through there and, you, and mm-hmm. you can see at what level those fish are staged in or how deep in the current they're staged in. Yeah, that, that interests me because when, when I think about it, like you're scoping like this whole riffle part. I always picture like fish just not like grouped together like crazy, but like spread out like every five feet or something. Is that uh, is that yeah. how it is? Most of the time. I mean, there's one ripple right now. Well, I haven't been there since two week, two weekends ago, but I know there was probably over two or 300 fish in that one ripple. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying they're fast, but there were, I mean, there was, there was fish there and I was right. catching, and I was catching small mouth out of it. Yeah. That, that blows my mind because I mean, even without live scope, me and Matt are casting in that same riffle probably and not catching a single fish. So I don't know exactly what goes on with that, but. Well, it's, it's kind of like what he just said. There's, 
So let's say, I don't know. I'm going to ask you after where it was because, but I'm not going to be a <laughs> guess. But let's say, let's say there's riffle. You said there's you know two three hundred fish. There's a chance, especially now, everything's feeding up now. Like yeah. walleye or walleye are no longer the wet towels. They're they're getting aggressive for their three weeks a year before they go back to being, you know, look geriatric fish to do nothing. Uh, you have walleye, then you have all your bait fish. I mean, carp will start feeding up where everything's busting up the bottom. They'll pick crap up off the bottom because of flow and stuff. So, I mean, when we're casting in it, I'm sure we're missing smallmouth. But of that 300 fish, I mean there's still got to be about a hundred. I would say a hundred to 150 smallmouth. There's no way that's just, just, I, I, I think it's, a mix, I think it's a mixture of smallmouth and catfish is what I think it is because mm-hmm. I, I did catch one catfish, you know, while, mm-hmm. while I was fishing the ripple and I caught <laughs> several smallmouth and they were all good smallmouth, you know, 17, 18, 19 inches. Yeah. It, there, I, I took Matt to a spot well, last year, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good smallmouth spot. You see that big rock out there? He said, yep. I said, watch this. I cast out there. <laughs> Boom. Catfish. <laughs> Five catfish within like 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah. He was like, I thought it this was, was a smallmouth spot. I'm like, dude. I was catching smallmouth that whole day. Like, even in the it. same spot. Like, I was, he was, th- we're both throwing, uh, uh, uh joshies on sled heads and he's catching catfish catfish and i'm just bringing in smallmouth and i was like yeah i mean thanks brad this is great you're just getting rid of all the competition i love it so Wait, you were a little bit further down the uh the rift i was than i was i was fishing the the slit basically yeah. the common the seam that i couldn't think of the word i was fishing the seam and i was catching all my smallmouth out of there and then i told you i was like stop catching that rock throw it in the seam and then you caught smallmouth and then the next cast, you caught another catfish in the scene. So it was yeah. never ending. You I had some know, good man. catfish. Yeah, they were all like 24 inches. <laughs> uh, so how how does live scope play a part in finding like a winter hole? Um, a lot of these places I've already, you know, recognized, you know, mm-hmm. fish during the summer. Like, you know, there's a, a point blocking, blocking a part of the river and i know it's whether it comes up a foot or two it's always going to stay calm mm-hmm. so i go to the certain spot the the spot i was fishing on sundays it's a big channel swing and it goes down to about 18 foot and uh about halfway through the channel swing there's a there's a uh i guess you would call it a flat or a point it comes up to about 10 foot and Originally, I didn't see the fish on live scope, but I threw my jerk bait up on top of that that uh, shallower area, and I was ripping it through there. And I seen one rise off the bottom, and when it rose off the bottom, four more came with it. Oh, that's cool! And that was the that was the first twenty I caught that morning. And so then I backed off a little bit, and I just kept working that, and I ended up catching nine right in that channel swing on the jerk bait. And then I, they basically just stopped and I put the Alabama rig on and I, I ended up catching five or six more in an Alabama rig. Oh, wow. I never even thought about throwing an Alabama rig in the river. I mean, it goes as far to think about it. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you get in those deeper spots, you know, you can throw it because an mm-hmm. Alabama rig is going to run 10 foot deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I need to try that. That's interesting. They make they make little. So I've been thinking. I thought about. I bought a, a umbrella rig last year, and I had it all set up. And it was it's you know it's a standard umbrella rig, <laughs> Alabama rig, big bigger thing. And I was like, man, I want to throw this. And I was like, I'll throw it in the lakes. And I thought about the river. I was like, man, it just seems like it's too big. But now there's, I can't remember who it is. I think it's Six Cents. They make like a small Alabama rig. That's like instead of, I think it's, it still has four points, four four to six points on it. So it's just, but it's just microed. So I thought about throwing that on in the, the fall. One, the one I'm throwing is the Shane Bates, the mini mm-hmm. chain. The mini chain. Yeah. And I, I, I run the five lead heads and just I just snap the hook off the top two. Hmm. Okay. So it still it runs straight because if you put it on there with a a clip or something, it start it likes to spin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and it just it doesn't look natural to me. Yeah, I, I imagine the uh the live scope in those winter areas that, that's pretty cool to see how fish react to different baits. Yeah. Is that something you uh experiment with like do they ever just come out and look at like a swim bait and then you throw something different in to try to get them to bite? Sunday was, I mean, probably one of the best. It was probably the second best live scope day I, I have ever had. The other one mm-hmm. was on, on large mouth on a glide bait in uh, one of those, that gravel pit there in uh, Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, normally out of it'll take you you'll get 15 or 20 look at it and then they'll just float right back down it, it mm-hmm. a lot of times it's really aggravating i mean you'll get them following it and i think it's you know you see it and you, and you try to make them bite it instead of just continue to work it the way you were yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so in that situation what do you do do you i mean do you switch your baits to like a bottom bait or um no i'll, I'll just keep i mean I, they, they come up here to look at it and they're going to, they're going to eat it eventually. I mean, something, okay. maybe not that fish, but I'll, I'll continue to, you know, work the area. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, at least in the swim bait game, because back, I, I always tell people like, Oh, you, like last year I threw swim baits most of the year. And I never, I only caught two fish on the swim bait um, that were decent, but all the other fish, I use a swim bait. I tell everybody this who wants to get into it. And they're like, oh, what swim baits should I buy? I was like, buy a cheap big one because you're just, you're not going to get bit on it very often. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're just not. It's a draw bait, is what it is. All yeah. those fish will come up and look at it because they're like, that's huge. What is that? Like a six inch swim bait, six inches doesn't sound like a lot. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's big enough for everything to be like, that's huge. What is that? And then you see those fish. It's a perfect pairing with live scope. And pros have said this. I'll throw a swim bait out. I'll see three or four fish come to it and look at it. And they typically will turn right back around and go right where they were at. Mm-hmm. Then you get a Ned rig. Then you get a Kytec. Then you get a jig or a spinnerbait, whatever. And you throw it to where they were at. And they usually will hit on that. now Because now you know where they're at. You're, you're essentially giving them the dinner bow saying, come eat this. The big bait's gone. You can eat this, and they're already a little ticked off because something huge was in their area or area. And uh, yeah, that's the best thing about the swim bait. It's yeah. like old school panoptics. Yeah, see where the fish come from. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh, I always remember when we had Chad Hoover on. He was talking about live scope. He said that that tool is always best used for seeing how fish react to your baits, not to find fish. Mm-hmm. Which 
I feel like that's different in the winter time because I feel like finding a winter hole with live scope would be a lot easier than just, you know, blind casting. Well, I mean, you're still blind casting because these fish are, I mean, on the bottom. Right. You know, you, know, you get, you, you got to get them to come, come off the bottom to, you know, you get one that's going to be a tattletale. Yeah. 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 So you're not, you're not actually seeing like a whole school of smallmouth in one area then. Um, not, not initially, but okay. uh, like I, said, I can, I can usually, I mean, there's places that, you know, or mm-hmm. Matt knows that I know there's a fish there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm able to actually watch, you know, and scan the areas when I'm throwing my bait and you'll see, you'll see fish rise off the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they may not only come up a, a foot or two and then they'll go back down. So, but you know, they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll come back with the wintertime, a net or a, you know, a, a two inch tube or something and, you know, and, and try to get them to eat. So you still got You still got to do the legwork and find the hole yourself. Then <laughs> life scope's not going to do it for you. Yeah. The wintertime. I mean, you're not, I mean, you're not going to see them. Yeah. I mean, you'll see other fish. You'll see carp and uh, white bass and shad and different bait. I mean, different things, you know, but the smallmouth are usually right. I mean, their bellies are on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Cause with pan, so I had pan options in my kayak. I ended up getting rid of it for the simple fact that for me, I got so sucked into the seeing the fish and mm-hmm. the fish not eating what I was throwing and getting yeah. ticked and just kept throwing the bait at the fish and like hitting fish with the bait <laughs> and everything. Um, so I got rid of it because I got sucked into the electronics too much. And that's just me. Panoptics yep. is a great tool. I just get sucked in the electronics and I can't tear myself away from it. So I just forced myself and sold it. But I, if I remember reading when I got it, I watched a couple videos and read some stuff. The fish has to be, I think, a foot, a foot off the bottom for you to see the contrast difference. Mm. Oh, okay. It's something like right there. So with yeah. the small mouth, I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure there's some guy that'll be staged a little higher. The hole's real deep. When it's cold, but most of them, I mean, we've seen smallmouth. We've caught them in the winter. Most of them are off the bottom, ninety percent of them. Mm-hmm. So when they're sitting there, they look like the bottom, which is why he said you threw that jerk bait over that flat, and you just saw them shoot up, and then three or four more came with it. They just shot up off the bottom. They're using it almost like I just want to think of they're using it like a launch point, like mm-hmm. they're just pushing off real hard and going straight up. And that's the joy of pan optics. Because let's say you're throwing your jerk bait and you're working it, you don't have panoptics. It's the GMR, so it looks like uh, poo water all the time, and you can't <laughs> see the fish. So it's with panoptics, you can see. Okay, well, this jerk bait just pulled up one, or you caught one. You're like, I wonder if there's more. Well, panoptics just showed me four more came up with it. So now I know I found not just a roamer or a single fish. I found if there's four, there's probably six catch two more okay well there's six there's probably 10 and then you you mean you said you what caught 15 in the span yeah. of that time on different two different baits yeah i mean that's just you throw the jerk bait and nothing's popping up anymore you know there's fish still there so now you switch you switch to a net or whatever you switch to and they started biting again so yeah i actually, I actually went through it with a net and they wouldn't touch it and that's why because I, I went from a jerk bait to a net then mm-hmm. i went to the alabama rig and they wouldn't touch the net rig mm. that's so weird when, when they're not biting the net rig, I, I feel lost sometimes because that's always like my safety net. <laughs> it is. That, well, that's like the bait I go to after nothing else is working. 
Yeah, it's it's I I 100. That's well, uh, the day I caught that 20, I was throwing what in the early in the morning I threw. Uh, what I threw, I threw big, a big swim bait, spinner bait, jig, crank bait, jerk bait. And then I finally turned on a Ned and I finally got bit. So if I wouldn't got bit on that Ned rig, I would have been like, I'll just put some weights in my dry suit and let me go to the bottom because like, I don't know how, I don't know how, like the Ned rig is my, it's the ultimate safety net. Yeah. Like it just, it just is. Cause something's going to eat it. Something. It's gotta be. It's gotta be stupidly small, maybe, but at least I'll get a fish. Like yeah. it's something. So, I actually had a question about like a winter hole, though. I was fishing uh, a spot that had zero current this past weekend. I caught a smallmouth, but the bottom was like mucky, and there was a lot of wood. So, if I catch that smallmouth there, should I spend more time fishing that area because there would be more? I. I think if you got wood, I mean, th they've been up till last weekend. Almost every single fish I've been catching it was, has been on a fluke in wood. E even if it's a mucky bottom? It doesn't matter. Okay. Because you always hear guys say, like, small mouth and rocks. If there's no rocks, don't waste your time. But then yeah, I, I catch fish in those areas, and I'm like, the, I don't know. The small mouth in the river remind me a lot of largemouth. You know, in lakes, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they're not like smallmouth in lakes or, you know, up in the Great Lakes. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll hide in wood or in a mud bottom and everything else. Okay. That's interesting. I need kind to, of, yeah. Because I, I think, well, no, you continue, Jason. Sorry. I say the, the bite, the bite up till last weekend, you know, has been horrible on the river. I mean, you can, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, there's there was there's about a half a dozen trees that I know I can go to and drop that fluke in and basically I'm working I'm not even working like a fluke I'm working like a worm mm -hmm. you know I'm just walking it through that and when it goes over that limb I'm letting it fall down in there and you'll feel your line jump and you'll get them. I would have never thought to do that. That's crazy. Just based on what other people tell us, that's just that kind of blows my mind. So. I'm kind of doing some things wrong, I guess. <laughs> I, in all honesty, it sounds, I mean, you're working it like a worm. It almost sounds like now's the time for me to get my Nico or my Neko rig going a little bit more. Yeah. And cover up, let it flow through. Um, but I'm I didn't even think about doing that right now. I'm not catching anything on a fluke unless it's in wood. I mean, it has to be in wood. I mean, I'm not catching them in open water. Yeah. Yeah. The flute, that, that's why I told you over message the fluke bite has been dead for me because I usually fish it open water. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why. That's interesting. <laughs> but I imagine uh, live scoping in that um, that wood and stuff, you can't really see what's down in there. Uh, you can see on the outside. Okay. You know, in, the, in the front of it. And you'll, I mean, there's fish in the wood and there's fish on the, you know, hanging out on the outside as okay. well. So there, there. If there's one fish in that area I caught, I should probably go back and focus more on that spot than throughout the winter. I mean, if it's if it's a deeper hole, no, no current. Yeah, I would. Okay. I mean, I, I've caught them in uh, three foot of water with no current. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, I've caught them in January and current too, though. Yeah, it's so weird. I I've, I remember, what is that, two two years ago when I first started winter fishing. I was fishing middle of the, middle of the river, and it was laminar flow, Matt. <laughs> and uh, I was dragging Ned Rig. And, I mean, that thing was just bouncing down river, and I ended up catching this super fat 18 and three quarter. I was like, that is a weird spot for him to be in the winter time. Yeah, the only thing I think is he may, he may have been Roman moving hole to hole. But I know with me, whenever I catch a fish in the winter, at least last year, because last year was the first year I really started winter fishing. Because the year before, I think I went out, I went out with you like right, right winter when it was still warmer outside. I mean, I was wearing sweats and everything, but you like you were in a dry suit. I just didn't have one yet. And then I didn't really fish other than we went to lakes or something. And I had like waders on. And if I would have fallen to the bottom, I would have died. And, uh, but you know, uh, last year, every time I caught a fish in a deeper hole, I always just sat there and I usually catch one or one or two more in the same spot. I, I feel like if they're in a hole or something, they're not, I, I highly doubt there's just going to be a single fish in it. Like if one fish says that's good enough for a winter hole, there's probably a couple more stacked. Yeah, that's what I was thinking I too. Yeah. I know. Right now, I mean, I still consider this late fall. You know, I don't think right now is winter fishing. Right. You get down to, you know, 37, 38 degrees, you know, when you expect to go out and get skunked every time. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're still around those winter areas, though, right yeah, now, right? Yeah, I, the the ones I caught, the ones I caught um, Sunday was the same channel swing. Me and Ryan caught them two years ago when we had all six of those big ones holding up. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was the same. It was the same. I'm sure it was the same fish too, because I mean. <laughs> They were about two inches bigger than when we caught them then. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Oh, man. A lot to learn. Tons. Yeah. Trying to see. Um, So, okay. No, go ahead, Matt. I already forgot what I was saying. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. That happens to me every episode. I know, right? When you started talking, I was like, so, and then you started, and then my brain said, all right, you don't need to know about it. It's fine. <laughs> Military, Lord. man. I do. My brain's so screwed. It's not even <laughs> funny. It's broke. Oh, man. Now, with the, with the current and the wind, I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of times it's really tough to, you know, use slot live scope in the river. I mean, you can scan around and you can see, you know, where they're at. I bet you're not going to be able to watch them, you know. You can throw at them. I mean, I, I like finding uh, a lot of places where I know no one else has found, you know, out in the middle of the river, and and I'll see where they're staged at. And this is summertime, you know, when the jackhammer bites, mm-hmm. you know, fire. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. find these rock piles out in the middle of the river or a tree that is sunken or whatever and, and find out what depth and fish are uh, holding at. And, and I'm able to... I know, I know at what speed, I mean, because I can watch my bait throughout the year, so I know about what speed I can work the bait in, you know, is it four feet, seven feet, eight feet, you know, I know, I know about how fast to reel. Yeah, that, that's that's another big thing with live scope, just being able to see how how deep your bait actually is. Yeah. Which, 
pretty critical in some sometimes uh, when the fish are suspended or if you're in a deep hole enough. Which yeah. that's what I was kind of pictured in the wintertime, but I guess I'm just completely wrong. Just fish being suspended in like a well 20, 20 foot hole. The one thing that I've learned with you know fish in the colder water is you know you always think I'm letting my jerk bait sit there for 10 seconds and mm-hmm. it's just sitting in front of their face. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. They're on the bottom and they and they come up to it and and you've left it there long enough for them to come up there and grab it. Okay. I've so they're it. they're not just staring at it. Nope. They're they're on the bottom and the ones I've seen, I mean they'll either just you know they'll just they'll just slowly rise up to it and hit it or they'll come up like a rocket and just kill it. Hmm. But um, it's rarely that, that you, you know, have one in the winter that's, you know, suspended. It's usually you're working through there and you see them rise off the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll come out at 18 yeah. foot and grab your bait. What's sitting in seven foot of water. That's crazy. So it takes them that long to get up to seven feet. Yeah. So I guess that, uh, that makes sense. Why? Well, yeah, they are lethargic in the wintertime, so that makes sense. Yeah, I was about to say, they're they're a lot slower. But, I mean, I never would have thought that, though. Like, if I'm throwing bait in there at 7 foot and there's 18 foot and that fish is coming up, I would have never thought the fish I'm about to catch came from 18 foot. I thought it would just be sitting where I casted it. I'm, and he's just been looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, that's another thing about pan optics. So that fish comes up from 18 foot and you can kind of watch it. And it takes forever and you can see it. Now you know, well, I watched where he came from. He came from the left over to where that drop off is. Now I can just shift and kind of focus over there because that might be where they're sitting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Um, I, don't, th- I don't know if th- this would probably be a shorter episode, but I mean, Matt, do you have anything else that we missed or anything? Because I, I, I had a list of questions here and we kind of hit them already. Yeah, we ran through them pretty quick. Uh, let me think. I've had panoptics before, so a lot of it, like I've used. Now I didn't use it in the winter, um, but I've I guess never had it. You I've haven't really, it. you haven't really used it, Jason, in the winter yet, because we're not even really in true winter. So this might be I, like a follow back episode. I, I've had it since I got it last. Uh, I've had it for like eighteen months, is what I had it to. Okay. But it took okay. me. You know, it took me, I mean, I still don't, I, st- I mean, for me, I still don't think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems like, you know what you're doing. You're always catching big fish and you had that really good day using it. So. Yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, it's kind of cool you, because you, I mean, you. you're one of the only guys I know actually uses live scope in the river. Yeah. I think there's a couple other guys I've, I've convinced to use it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I kind of want to. <laughs> try it now like i know it's a big hot topic with everybody like oh video game fishing like but you know people say that and i mean it's i wish it was that easy you yeah know? like matt matt me he matt, matt said i mean that's what i was doing for the first little bit i was just staring at the screen and getting so pissed off you know because i couldn't get nothing to eat and then mm-hmm. finally i just started using it for you know because you're able to tell between a hard bottom and a soft bottom mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but, with with the with the live scope and you know you shoot out 90 feet and you can see the start of a rock pile you know that's that's a lot what i use it for is finding 
finding those trees or rock piles that, you know, you can find with down imaging, but by that time you're right on top of it. Yep. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, this, this episode's definitely opened my eyes to it because there's been things that like, I never even realized that I thought was what it was actually doing, but it's not actually doing. So that's, that's interesting. But yeah, man. Um, I don't have anything else. If you have anything, did we miss anything? No, I no. I mean, we we covered just about everything. Jason, is there anything that we missed that you think would be informational uh, for some people out there? I, I mean, like I said, I mean, give me another year or two, and I think I'll be a lot better at them. I mean, I've got, I've caught, I've had two really good days with it, you know, and that was one of them. And I'll usually catch a fish or two, you know each trip you know what i wouldn't have caught if i didn't have it but it's not like you know i'm out there you know raping them from <laughs> because i'm able to <laughs> i got my video controller yeah. my i'm casting every fish yeah not it's not quite like that it's it's, it's not like cool. the st lawrence Bassmaster guys now if you go up to the great lakes or st Clair, yeah it's it's about like a video game because um <laughs> i mean you get up there in june and july and I'm about 90% on them. That's awesome. Every mark I see, I can just about catch. We need to go. I've never been I up know. to St. Clair. Uh, I have, but it's been forever ago. Like it's been a long, long time. I don't, I mean, it wasn't, I had a push button, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. St. Clair's definitely, you know, I usually try to go twice a year. You know, we went, last year we missed the may the first couple weeks of may is the funnest time to go you know mm -hmm. it's you'll catch a hundred a day that's awesome i need a day like that it's been a while <laughs> yeah that is but, sick. uh all right uh jason you want to let people know where they can follow you because you're a good follow you post some awesome fish fish pictures so people need uh, to follow yeah. you 513 Bassmaster on Instagram and my Jason Myers on Facebook. You still got your uh, fishing page on Facebook as well? Uh, I started fishing that, uh, the CKF and I stopped, I stopped sharing so much because <laughs> the guys that were beating me were beating me with my, my spots and my baits. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, you actually did pretty good in this uh, Cincinnati trail, though. So that was yeah, cool. I took second angler of the year. That's awesome. But first, you know, first year it, too, right? Yeah, it was my first year out of a kayak, and it took me probably till August to figure out actually how to land a fish in a kayak. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. That's for sure. Yeah, considerably. No, I, I remember. I remember the first time that I met you. Jason, like yeah. I'd followed you on Instagram and everything. And me and Brad were on a certain stretch and I, I just see a boat come tearing around. And I was like, who is this guy? And Brad's like, that's Jason. And I was like, Jason, who? I don't know. Jay. And then you stop and you're like, yeah, fish over there. It's a big flat. And I'm throwing a spinner bait and I catch like four fish. And I was like, Hey, thanks Jason. <laughs> First time I've ever met you. I think you were out with your wife. I think it was last. Yeah. That was in was it this time? year. It was this year, yeah, spring. Uh, I don't think it was summer. Or was it last it was, year? It was last year. It was last year. Just me, you, and James yeah. out there. Yeah, it was the day that we put up like. And we caught a ton of fish. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, I remember that now. Because I remember I was talking to you, Jason, and uh, you had said something about James was up in a little spot, and he's like, "I don't know why he's fishing there. He's not catching. He's not going to catch anything." And I was like, "Well, he said he saw like a hundred carp. He's pulled out four smallmouth so far. So I don't know. He's doing something right." <laughs> real, like, real oh. tiny ones. Oh yeah, they were. They were. I'm surprised the carp didn't eat them, thinking they were like <laughs> something else. But like they weren't big. But yeah, I it was. It's an eye opener because it was first second boat I saw in the river. The other one was that jet boat charter guy down in Dayton. Oh yeah. River jet. River jet. Yeah. 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 But, but all right. Uh Jason, thanks for coming on the show. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. So uh give him a follow guys and uh yeah I don't know who we have as a guest next next week but you guys will be surprised. Yeah <laughs> so will we <laughs> Actually, we won't. I know who the guest is, and it's pretty cool. So, I already forgot. You texted me earlier about it, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I forgot about it. But all right. Uh, yeah, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. See you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>